the concern was legitimate, if you're just looking at these two pages, I think the um, response, which was essentially, hey, the progressive, crazy liberal leftist people are trying to erase white history, (laughs) which includes the Holocaust and World War II, and replace it with brown history. Mm. And, And I'm like, that's not... That's not what they're trying what's happening. to do here. Yeah, yeah. Um, your concerns are I'll valid look. on the this level, but where you're taking it is not valid. Yeah. Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. Each episode will give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. Hey, Mike. It didn't start recording yet. Now it started recording. Hey, Mike. All right, this is really... Wild and crazy, we're doing a thing. This is so great. This is awesome. We're gonna record it live and it's gonna look amazing and professional on the first take. That's <laughs> that's that's how we always That's roll. typically how we roll, is take one is professional and perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Usually I ask you about the weather though. How's the weather? Oh. You say you love it because I, you've been crying about this for I a know, long time. I know, somebody was complaining about the heat and I was like, I'm not going to complain because it was a long winter. It was a late spring. It was a, supposed to be a really cool June. All of a sudden, it's going to be 114 degrees here in Minnesota with it's 100% amazing. humidity. And it is amazing. The yes. water is warming up. It is great. Pools are up. It's Lake is warming up. about damn time, Lizzo. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> okay. You should go first. What? Oh. <laughs> Oh no, but because Mike had last forever. So okay, all right, okay, so I'll do right. no, I'll do my first one. So I had okay. I put an honorary one in. Yes. Um. So my uh, what the heck today was a article I saw about Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, a Republican. Okay. He signed a bill into law last week, which apparently this bill has been working through their Congress for like a year and a half or two years. So it's not new, oh. but it just got signed. Oh. Um, but it was pushed along to help prevent another school massacre. So Ohio apparently already allowed, not all states do this, but they allow, they don't require, but they allow uh, teachers to be armed in their schools. Uh, but this new legislation aims to make it easier by requiring the training to be cut from 700 hours. So previously it was 700 hours to 24. I would like to make the fart noise into like the, oh my God. So No, no. I'm not entirely anti any teacher being armed like i'm not i'm not like but i do not think that no. that, that, that is going to be the silver bullet oh shoot silver, Ooh, bullet. silver yeah. bullet solution but the idea no 700 hours is a good chunk of time yeah and i feel way more comfortable with that than yeah. like 24 hours like 24 hours is like nope. nothing uh-uh not nope. even they didn't even cut it in half 700 to 24 nope that's so, not nope also I, like what I'm I'm a whole lot of research is not bearing this out as a good idea in the first place, but come on. Right. No. 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 So no. this is a so a shout out to uh not a shout out, but a, a hey everybody out there, uh uh-uh. uh don't just say do something. No, it needs to be is, a good idea. This is, this is what you're gonna get. No. Um because they did something. <laughs> right. But this I don't is know if this thing. is gonna put us on the right track. Mm, no. no. Big so, fat no. Anyway. Whatever. What so the heck? That's my what the heck. What the heck, Mike? Yeah. Oh, his name is Mike. I didn't know. I know, you. it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. just a Mike thing. He's not a whole he's actually a pretty good anyway, I don't wanna This is just a bad deal. I think so. Yes. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible, awful. Right. What horrible. Do you got? Very bad day. Okay. Terrible, awful, horrible, very bad day. That was not how the book goes, and I don't even come at me about that. I know. I did it wrong. Okay. This one is hilarious. So as you're all... <laughs> yay! Yay! As you're all preparing to head out on vacation this summer, uh, you can now spice up your out-of-office email reply by enlisting Icelandic horses to send <laughs> messages for you. Excuse me? Yes. Wait. So they have horses basically prance around a giant keyboard... And your message will include straight up key smashing. So it's just whatever keys they smash that goes into your email. It will alert the recipient that this came from the Icelandic horse. 
It is called Outhorse Your Email. Wow. <laughs> and it is a new quote-unquote service of the tourism department in Iceland. Um, it was initially set up just for the people of Iceland, but everyone can use it. So, like, you're not going to feel left out. You can do, like... Why on earth would you want to do this? <laughs> I don't know. It's ridiculous. And, I mean, it just says, hey, Mike has... Um, he's out of the office. The Icelandic horses are taking care of his email. And then just all the smashing. Wow. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it made me laugh because what, who would think like, this is a good idea a- to promote tourism. <laughs> like well, this is coming from right. the tourism board. <laughs> from Iceland, which is ha- like volcanoes, glaciers, beautiful. Uh, yep. It's gorgeous. Nope. All Just of that. What I the- think this is is uh, this is still repercussions of the 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 financial and tech bust that happened there. Because <laughs> if you remember, like during the financial crisis, like in the lead up to it, Iceland became like went from zero banks to like a hundred international oh, banks, and all these Icelandic people who were fishermen all of a sudden were running like international multi-billion dollar companies and then it totally fell apart so Ooh. they they got a little taste of the tech uh-huh and now yep. they're like well what else could we well, do hey. and i'm like well i have a i have a horse and one of those big <laughs> keyboards hey, from, i have a horse from, from big, big. <laughs> so instead of chopsticks <laughs> i think it would be better if it was music if it i was, think i agree but, with you um because the button smashing is just dumb that's like, crazy at least set it up like those dog those dog buttons that like are words you know if your dog hits a button it'll say a phrase or a word or whatever. Right. Whatever. I don't understand that either. But at least set it up to be that. So like you could get actual words. <sighs> this is weird. Do you have to pay money for this? Is this free? Uh, yeah. It's just oh. from the tourism department. Here you go. Okay. So when you go on vacation, Mike, I would right. really like to see your out of office reply be. Just be smashing. Outhorse of- your email. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. And you won't do that. Wasn't there a goat screaming thing for a while? Yes. Yes. There was, which I love the, all the videos of the goat screaming, but you could like call in. Yeah, and just goat scream. Yeah. Yes. We also featured that one time. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. All right. What the heck? What the heck? My, my bonus one, though, we're not yeah. going to get into it, but I'm going to just say well, you it. Can't, you no, can't. No, we aren't going to get into it because the January 6th uh, hearings are going on. So today is yeah. day three. Yeah. And there's just so much... We need to just, that needs to be a whole thing. I just want to make sure that people know that we are semi-paying attention to it. <laughs> we are semi-paying, semi-paying attention. Did attention. you watch it? I'm just reading. I have not watched any no, of it live. I'm just reading along. We were, uh, last week was dance week yes. in our house. And so uh, the first one, which was on Thursday night, yeah. we I was were at, at the your dance, dance show. show yeah. And I was getting texts and tweets and stuff. And uh-huh. I was very happy to be at the dance show. Yes, It's instead. better for me, I think, to just in, ingest some after action reports. Yes. Rather, Same. rather than watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Same. Although, yeah. anyway, yeah. So I, that's a whole thing. From what I've seen, like, it's very thorough. Lots of details. Absolutely. Lots of details coming from Republican uh, mostly, folks. Right. Yes. So, like, they are highlighting, like, here's all your Republicans saying BS. I, I'm curious. I'm I still, curious my, my biggest what the heck at the moment is still connected to you have all of, like, yesterday particularly, there was a lot of, uh, Republican Trump uh, uh, staff people. Yes. Um, and they were all saying, this isn't true. This is yes. This is bunk. And none of them said that in between then and now. Yeah. Like they said, they you said had it to a them whole lot uh, of reportedly time. in the room. Yeah. So you get points for that. And then you kept your mouth shut. Yes. For a year and Three months. Yes. Uh, and then now you're saying it under oath. And yeah. it's sort of like, we could have used this a long time ago. Even even right around the time of the insurrection, like, they didn't say anything. Right. And Bill Barr's, I thought, was Not interesting. Not publicly. Right, 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 right. I thought it was interesting what, um, what Bill Barr said. Like, he is like, nope, I was telling him all along, this is bunk, this is whatever, this is... He had some choice words for it. I think he said bat, bat did he say bat shit or I, bullshit? Bullshit. Yes. That was his. Um, but Bull. still, <laughs> uh, beep. Um, but still in his resignation letter, it was like towing the line. Right. And I was like, you had already told him you this was your opportunity to publicly like right. no. So yeah, that was disappointing to me as well. <sighs> well, so we'll have to just there? spend some time getting into that. That's, That's gonna be right. great. Something to look forward to. Yeah. All right. What the heck? What the heck? All right, go. Okay, we're going to dig in, huh? This is your show. This is my show? It is your show. You're running this one. The Mike and Tammy Show. (laughs) 
No, it's the Tammy and Mike show. Okay. I, can we take a sidebar and talk I about would love just to. like in case anybody is wondering, we talked a lot about how we how we were going to build the names and things like that, and like how do you be equitable and like we do you remember this at all? And uh, we and we settled on Mike and Tammy because it just it rolls better, better, right? And I, it's I just not. Wanna, I like, want to make sure that that's just like. Oh yeah, like um, she doesn't get top billing because nope, she's a girl. She's the lady. Yeah. No. Uh, also, it's yeah. Anyway. Also, it's what? <laughs> I was gonna say it's my show. No, it's not my show. One of the other podcasts that we listen to um, fairly re- frequently, um, I think it's the Bible Binge People. I love that because they 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 take criticism often, like they read them out loud and st- out loud Ooh, and stuff. Yeah. And then they're always like their response is always, um, "Get your own show." <laughs> You want to say if you want to say those things, get your own get show. Your sh- get your show. Start recording your own Just show. Just do it, which you can. You it's can. possible. You can. We did it. Yeah, we did. Anyway, okay. we should probably talk about something real. We should. Okay, yeah. so um, one reader, listener, not a reader, one listener. Sometimes I read. Yeah, suggested um, that we dig into some issues regarding schools and make a series out of it. Yeah. So we're doing it. Do it. Way to go. See? See, this is what this happens. Is exactly you give what us happened. feedback. We give we give you what you want. Sometimes we do. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes we don't. Probably won't um, like what we say. <laughs> that's not true. Okay. So we're digging into um, school stuff this month. Yeah. And one thing that we have talked about recording for a very long time is an episode about school standards. I think it's been a year since the social studies standards kind of blew up. Yeah, in Minnesota. In Minnesota. And we've been talking about like, oh, we should talk about this. I don't know. I want to wait. Whatever. So most recently, um, in February, I think it was, the math standards uh, became some big news here in Minnesota also. Um, So we're just going to dig into school standards and um, some what the heck about that as well. So... We're talking about it because we find it interesting. Um, also because it kind of made a big news splash, yeah. right? Um, also because I'm going to speak for both of us Ooh. when I say um, it's important for us all to be informed, right? Sure. So instead of getting, you know, all in a tizzy oh. about some news story, That's no like fun. let's figure out what's actually going on, right? So this is one of those things people got all worked up about. Mm-hmm. We should figure out what's going on. Um, but also because we have kids in the public school system, yes, it's kind of important to know what's going on. Yeah, right. So both both ends. Uh, and I would like to t- say <clears throat> that, especially in this, one of the reasons. So a lot of times we say like, we want to talk about this, and we we put it off forever. Part of the reason is what we want it. What we, at least we want to do a good job and do well, yeah. uh, and be informed. And sometimes, and this is one of those categories, in my opinion. It's so hard to get good information about this kind of stuff. Like it's very, like it's not something that is regularly covered in depth in the news necessarily. Right. Like we get flare ups where, like, if there's a like a rally or something like that. Yes. Um, and then there'll be like a little news thing, and they'll, but they don't give you very. Then they usually cover most of the news covers the conflict, right? And not like here's what's happening, or here's right. we're digging into how these standards were put together, or whatever it is. Yes. Um, and so it is really difficult to find information. So don't feel don't feel bad that you don't know right. uh, yeah. what's going on. And I do think, though, at the end of the day, now maybe I'm cutting the legs out from under our conversation. If you <laughs> if you are somebody who is interested in in knowing what what is really happening in a classroom, uh, kindly and gently engage a, a local teacher because yes. they'll be able to actually tell you what is happening versus like all of the yeah. Yes. Anyway, kindly and Kindly. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't, Do not don't go in there like, as an attack. What are you teaching them? Why uh, are you teaching right. them critical race theory? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I think what's interesting to me is we've talked a little bit about the critical race theory, like turmoil and yep. all of the hullabaloo about yep. critical race theory um, debates, but it has that, that debate and that whatever has found its way into like the conversation about school standards here yep. in Minnesota and everywhere else. So like it's national news, it's local news, it's whatever. So again, it's important to look at what is actually happening. Yes. <laughs> Have a kind conversation yes. uh, with the people who are involved if you can't find some good information. All right. Okay. Um, so we're going to start local and then we'll zoom out a little <laughs> en- bit. Enough preamble. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll zoom out a little bit. So okay. it's not just about Minnesota today for all of you, for the thousands of you that are listening. Iowa listeners. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why do we have standards, Mike? I don't you, know. You I are have a no former, idea. You are a former public school teacher <laughs> in the K-12 system. Wow. Why, do we, why do we have standards, Mike? Uh, so that the federal and state governments can control the money. All about the dang about money. The money. No, what do you mean? Why do we have standards? Like we just that's basic like a starting question. What? What's this even about, Mike? Why do we have it? Oh, what does it even mean? What does it even mean? Uh, well, you, obviously you have standards because because within any system, your goal is to um, le- have a level. I mean, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> a level playing field, right? So that's that an interesting. Everybody. Choice. Uh, so that when you get out of whatever it is, a grade or uh, like a out of high school, grade school, seventh grade, yeah. that generally speaking, that means the same thing wherever you go. So that means like you know how to do X, Y, and Z. Um, it's not because so it's more about the well anyway. Yeah, that's what it's that's what it should be about. That's what it should be about. <laughs> but oftentimes it's also a you know it's a way to. Uh, it can be a way to manipulate <laughs> what is being what is being taught for for good and bad. Sure. Right? What do you so, mean by that? Well, I mean, like you could have. It depends on your perspective, I suppose. But I mean, like if you're having, um, let's say, if you're in Florida and you can't teach anybody about you know like race relations, that would be bad. So that's a standard. Yeah. That's a standard, uh-huh. but you can't really teach the full history of our states or country or right. whatever or the world mm-hmm. without including those kind of things. So right. that would be like a negative standard. Yeah. Um, but yep. uh, uh, I'll use an easy one. A good standard, like I just read an article the other day, um, somebody was advocating for everybody, uh, there should be a, a standard for high school kids have all have to take a personal finance yes. class. Yes. Right? So that's, yes. a good, that's potentially a good standard. It's a thing that kid, teacher or student, not all schools are doing, mm-hmm. um, but it's a skill that we are saying we think our young people should have before they get out into the world. Yeah. And so we're going to create a standard for that. So yeah. that'd be a good standard. Right. Mm-hmm. Or not. I mean, this, I mean, a lot of those. So anyway, now you're going to get me. When I, <laughs> in my history, I oftentimes push back on a lot of those standards and I know that I'm going to get pushed back on it again from you, but like, a lot of those things are things. This is why <laughs> I am rambling. I love it. This is why, in my opinion, our schools struggle so hard is that we are asking them to do everything. Mm. So personal finance, mm-hmm. that historically would be something that you would learn at home or you would learn in life. Mm. So now we're going to say the school is now in charge of doing that. Um, even home, I mean, for home economics or whatever they call yeah. What do they call it now? Uh Consumer science, consumer yeah, science, family and consumer science, yeah. How to cook a meal. Yeah. How to do dish. I mean, like yeah. literally they're teaching them how to put the plates on the table. Yeah. How um, to set the fancy forks. We are spending time and money <clears throat> teaching kids to do that where that would be, you know, traditionally something you would learn at home. And so like. So what's my I, pushback going to well, be, Well, your Mike? pushback is automatically going to be is like, well, some kids aren't going to get that at home. And yeah. like, well, I, I understand that, yeah. but also like they're. There's a here's that level playing field, keep, Mike. You can't just keep adding these things onto the school system and expect them to continue to be able to do core stuff and all the other things without either more time or money. Yeah. Um. And more money. But also, I do. Anyway, maybe so somebody could call in or write in and say, "Hey, I never learned how to do laundry at home." Like, yeah. But also, we have YouTube now, so just ooh, you're on your own, sucker. Uh, my kids know how to do so much crap that they learned on YouTube. Like they just like do things. And I'm like, yeah. how did you know how to do that? YouTube. Yeah. So anyway, go yeah. ahead. Now you can talk. No, I, I, Why do we have standards, I Tammy? understand. I understand. Because you want everyone to be the same. No. Um, I understand what you're saying. And I agree that like putting more on the school requires time and money. I get that. I you're do. You're like, give them more money. I well yes because yeah. come on <laughs> not more time we are not if going we, to school in the summer if we are going to have <laughs> teachers um, requiring you know guns and training we need more more money um, anyway that I'm just thinking back to your yeah that was um, that's totally separate totally separate um, for many reasons I yes. think teachers need more money but I definitely will push back and say like you said it's all about making a level playing field 
if we have half of the population going out into the world not understanding how to manage money, how to do laundry, how to cook for themselves, like that is not a level playing field. And ideally, Mike, yes, everyone would have a stable home environment where they would learn these life lessons. It just doesn't happen um, for a, a wide variety of reasons. So that is my pushback. You knew exactly what I, I was going to exactly say. I knew exactly what you were going to say. Which you is, knew exactly what I was going to say. Which is unfortunately, mm-hmm. this is how it gets becomes intractable because I could also make a case for it. So uh, we have, I will say, my family is uh, like my kids learned how to do laundry at home. They learned how, they learned all of these the yeah. things they're learning in these classes. Uh, they already knew at home or were already more advanced in that or whatever it is. Yeah. My kids do not know how to change oil in a car. Mm. They do not know how to fix a, a flat. Well, we could change a flat. But anyway, like there are things that I don't teach my kids that sure. are like um, – could would fall under the same category of like life skills yeah. that you would need to do because I don't do those things. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. uh, like everybody, so, yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like, you pay a person for that. Ooh, I did, your I privilege changed, is showing. <laughs> I changed my oil. No, I changed my oil one time. I did. Okay. I got all this stuff. And then I was like, wait a minute. So Changing I can pay 40, oil, $45. Yeah. <laughs> that is a horrible, like you to be able to dump that, like whatever it's that, dumb. that is, Yes, very yes. difficult to be able to do on your own. Yes. Anyway. Okay. All right. So where Let's do where do the standards come from? Well, you're going to tell me. Well, <laughs> it's it varies, right? But like we have a Department of Education. Yep. In the state. Yep. And, and in then the federal government, but right um, it, within the state, like there's a you know a big department committee, right? <laughs> yep. Like mm-hmm. get lots of voices involved. Yep. You work on it, and then they cut them all down, and then you work on it again. Like it's just it's that bureaucratic process, right? Yeah. In Minnesota, you're required to review them every 10 years for every subject. So it's kind of on a revolving thing, yep. which is why the hullabaloo about social studies last year, about math this year, like they're coming up for review. Yep. Simple? We got no, the basics covered. It's not simple. <laughs> like, so it should be noted that like, so it's every 10 years, but that process takes like three years. Yes. So they first put together a committee and then they intake all kinds of information and then they aggregate that and then they get together and they say, what should we cut? What should we put on? And then like, this is a, I mean, I can't remember how many people were on the, there was like 30 people on the social studies standards committee. Right. Um, and if you've ever worked on a team that big, it's, impo- it's almost diffi- impossible. Yeah. Well, so then they, so That's a lot that, of cooks in the kitchen, they do break them down into yeah. usually like areas and committees or whatever. Um, they present the standards. There is, uh, they're made public. There's public listening time. Then they come back together. They re- revise them. They put them out there again, yeah. public listening time. And, uh, and then they come back again and they finalize them. And then even that has to be reviewed by, I believe a judge, like, like yeah. they this have is, to, this is legal, it is, legit or not. <laughs> well, it is yeah. legit and it's a long process yeah. Yeah. and a lot of work goes into them. There is. I'm not saying that it's not possible to get um, some things in there that are maybe, um, I don't know if hyper-partisan is the right word to put in there, but like, um, in, the, my point is, is that nobody is willy-nilly, like- In Minnesota. Right, in Minnesota, getting yeah. together and saying like, all right, over the weekend, we're going to rewrite these standards. Right, and no, the no, no, standards. no. Yes. Yeah, in Minnesota, that's not how it's happening. Right. Okay. So um, we'll dig into social studies first because that came first. But one thing that I think is interesting and I didn't actually know before seeing all of the like outcry or backlash or whatever you want to call it about the two different sets of standards that have come out recently um, is that in 2007, the state passed a law um, here in Minnesota that requires the Minnesota Department of Education to include, quote, the contributions of Minnesota American Indian tribes and communities in its standards for all subject areas. Right. So if you have been paying attention in Minnesota to this, um, a lot of the of the uh, criticism of the new standards has been about race and ethnic- ethnicity, like things related, standards that have been added or verbiage that's been adjusted based on that. And I did not understand that. Like this was this a response. Is why. Into, like, right, right, this is the first time law. that these two sets of standards have come up for review with this since, new law. Since the new law has been enacted. Um, and so that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you are the former social studies teacher. Woo-hoo. Tell us what it's all about. Like no. what are these what are these standards and what's the deal? Well, so that's another thing to note is like the standards are meant to be a framework, right? They're yeah. like basically they're sort of 
they are actually very generalized. Like we want to make sure we hit these areas. Sure. And then it gets a little bit more detailed beyond that, but it is not prescriptive. Right. It doesn't tell teachers how to teach it. It doesn't tell them even exactly what to teach it. It'll just have like a, a standard. They will, you know, students will be able to recognize, um, you know, the contributions of uh, original peoples I- yeah. in Minnesota XYZ. Yeah. From what I was looking at, it looked like they maybe give you an example of like, here's one way you could do that. Right, exactly. But not like, here's what you have to do. Nobody has to do that. And then again, this goes back to like in politely engaging your local teacher. Yes. um, They will tell you that that the same thing, that that this is sort of like, here's the framework, here's the guidance. um, And we are allowed to, to build our curriculum any way we want, essentially. And even inside that, there's a curriculum committee at your public school. I guarantee you there yes. is one. Yeah. And it is made up of teachers and mostly people from the community, yep. parents. Mm-hmm. So like what ultimately ends up in your classroom is mostly directed by the people who live in your community. So yeah. like that should... Yeah. <laughs> overarch... So I'm making hand gestures. Yeah, yeah we can all see you. Like... with these standards, but like when it always... When it trickles down and this is the system that we have built... Yeah. Uh, local control mm-hmm. uh, that at the end of the day, it's the local people, your local teachers and educators and the people on these committees that decide what is in here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So for social study standards, there were like several strands is what they're called, like major goal areas. Yeah. And what happened was they added one called ethnic studies. Yes. This is brand new. Sort of. Right. Like there were pieces of it in other strands before. Right. Now it's like a standalone like full on strand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously a whole lot of uh, politics involved around that area and like divisive whatever. Um, but what I thought was really interesting when they put this out for public comment, over 17,000 online comments came on the draft um, that were linked back to a conservative think tank. Did you see this? Um, I think like, I'm vaguely aware of it. Just with like the same kind of like scripted yeah, line. It was like, a, just yeah. spammed you with like, oh, everybody's interested in education. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, anyway. that's how that's how this works. I know, it works, I know. Both but it was sides just, worked it was this just, way. That was like yes. 17,000 comments. Oh, wait. Haven't nope, you ever wait. done one of those things where you where you like can go online and, and you can click on like, these are the things that are important to me and it'll automatically generate uh, emails for you to send to your people do this all. I mean, it's part of the system. Sure. So it's not yes. abnormal. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but there was a lot of pushback because I think that there's, I think there's two, I think there's two strands of all two the pushback. Two strands of this conversation. Uh, one is the idea, it's sort of like I alluded to about with the uh, life sciences, uh, not life sciences, mm-hmm. commu- consumer sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, so we had three strands and I can't remember off the top of my head what they were before it was, but it's like basically your math, English, science like yeah whatever core core and then um so adding a fourth one i guess now there's three things so one of the things is some people were saying that you can't add a fourth one because the three strands is a legislated thing um like that's so some people were making the case you can't add a fourth strand only the legislature can add a fourth strand um but mostly i think the people people were worried as people are is if you add a fourth strand and you still have a seven hour school day. Yeah. You now have to cut some, you have to cut somewhere. Um, if you're, you know, going to have to do all these new things. Um, yeah. And then there was the other, but I think what really got people, a lot of people riled up, which I thought was legitimate. I don't think that the risk, I'll, I'll go with why it's legitimate first. Okay. So a lot of people got riled up because as they, when they put out the draft standards, when they added these new things, they understandably had to delete some things. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that they deleted were like references to World War II, um, standards that included the Holocaust. I mean, there were like some big ticket hot button things that got dropped sure. from the... In the first draft, yeah. I believe they're all back now, but like... Which they immediately were like, this is just a draft. This right, is right, not- right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also it's sort of one of those back to the old days of where are the handlers. Like, yeah. did you think you were going to be able to delete the Holocaust off of here and people weren't going to freak out? Right. Um, so I think that the concern was legitimate. If you're just looking at these two pages, yes. I think the um, 
response, which was essentially, hey, the progressive, crazy liberal leftist people are trying to erase white history, (laughs) which includes the Holocaust and World War II, and replace it with brown history. Mm. And, And I'm like, that's not... That's not what they're trying what's happening. to do here. Yeah, yeah. Um, your concerns are <laughs> valid on the this level, but where you're taking it is not valid. Yes. Anyway. Yes. So not typically go. the party of erasing history. No, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you want to take all this statues the other, down. The other thing. <laughs> Sorry, that was not cool. No. Uh. Uh-uh, no. Well, uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting when I was reading a little bit about this. So you had been speaking with somebody who was actually a part of this committee, like yes. doing this work. Um, and I, I thought it was interesting and I wasn't aware of this, that the committee, like you said, these, this large group of people who had spent months and months working on this, um, they also like, should probably be sorry to cut you off, but to be noted, in the teeth of the pandemic, so this thing yeah. that would normally be done in yeah. person, which right. would be way easier, yeah, let's uh, have was a Zoom all call. Doing Zoom, <laughs> yeah, thirty-person Zoom calls, awful, yes, anyway. awful way to do any of that. Um, but somehow, like a lot of the things that they had said, we really need to include this or like whatever in the published draft was just gone, was gone, and there was no like, here's what happened or here's why we like somehow a lot of their work just kind of got taken out. And yeah. so there was a lot of conflict. conflict. Strife. Yeah. It's been messy here in Minnesota. It's been messy. Yeah. But not crazy, which I appreciate. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. No. <sighs> what are you, yeah. what are your thoughts? No, I was just thinking back and I, and I, I will have to look up um, there because there's a group that was very involved in this. And there was specifically one guy is Jeff. Uh, it was like, they have a Facebook page called keep our history or something like that. Sure. Um, and Jeff Needleman, Jeff something. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he was spearheading a lot of this conversation on the conservative side about like these changes and, and, and spearheading the engagement. Um, and I, I have followed them. For a while, and I even went to one of their meet. They they had a meeting wow. in a local town. Yeah. Um. This That's was right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and like, what was troubling is that most of what he was actually not even he. He was great, <laughs> and he sort of like really walked the line of like being respectful to the committee sure. and being respectful to people or whatever yeah. it is. But then the people who were adjacent uh-huh. or even he occasionally would slip into language would, when he would all of a sudden like just political language, all yeah. of a sudden say they want to yes. erase that, you know, whatever it is. And it's, that's the danger zone yep. for me is where you get so close to these things. You can just slip into mm-hmm. some of these more um, unfounded negative Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's just so. When I, so when I was looking up into the corner of the room, I was just remembering going to those meetings. So, yeah, yeah. So, Mike, yeah. in your expert opinion, yeah, um, are we teaching? Are these standards including critical race theory, Mike? Uh, not no. <laughs> See, this is the problem, though, right? Because like, is like no, they are not including critical race theory, and they're not teaching critical race theory. However, um, some of the it's sort of some of the stuff is critical race theory adjacent because there's not anything necessarily inherently wrong with critical race theory in the terms of like, we want to critically look at, uh, well, yeah, I want yeah. an applause button. What? This is this is right, but so y- important for, for but you, you to say. you need to all, I'm sorry, I should point and say you need to. But what I would like the people who are wanting to applause right now is also remember that, that, Pure critical race theory does include like we like we need to study these things in order to disassemble the systems that we have and reassemble them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is like it's I find it to be like right on the edge of uh, uh, it could you could go either this can be a very positive tool yeah. or it could be a negative tool. Sure. Uh, depending on how you deploy it. But no, yeah. a critical race theory as such is not in these standards. Right. Unless you consider, oh, that was the other. I, I do appreciate like, and I just, I just want to sit for one second. I'll just stew here. For just, a just, just let me revel in this for one second that like the, the premise of it is important for our students to understand 
all of our history and to be able to critically examine that, right? Mm -hmm. And then like, hey, maybe we want to do something a little bit different with our next generation, you know, like just that they can think critically about that, but to not like prevent them from learning what actually happened. But that the, the, like what I'm, I think what I'm trying to drive at, like the difference, but like it could be a positive tool or a negative tool. There is a difference between um, saying we're going to learn our whole history, which that means we are going to um, study different people groups. We're going to study how they interacted with each other, how Mm -hmm. some people benefited, some people didn't benefit. We're going to do those things versus teaching out of a place that is a place of conflict. And I think that that is where the, the, the far farther side of critical race theory is there is inherent conflict between races, between yeah. people groups. Yeah. And that and and it's that it's that conflict which drives everything else. And well, so that we need to teach the conflict versus like teaching the history. Does that Sure. Cuz And maybe it, that's where maybe that's where um, the thread of Marxism gets connected right. because there's just, a conflict. There's a conflict yes. for resources, right? There's competition for resources. In, it, and yes. so, like, yeah. Between and like Marxism teaches that there is inherently and forever will be conflict between because of the limit classes. of resources. Yes, right. right. Resources are be, limited, yes. and there's always going to be a fight for right. So who it's can have always going to yeah. be a fight between the haves and the haves not. Yes, there, but so, we can't. So that's different than learning saying. about like. Yes the haves and the has not and the interplay there and how do we um, learn to un- work to understand and, and create more opportunities for people, not just saying like, this is always, a- it's sort of like. Well, and I think, I think I, I, I get what you're saying now. So thank you for explaining that. Yay! Further. Mm-hmm. Um, Roll credits. <laughs> I didn't say like, Mike, you win. I agree with you. Um, but I think that that, that part of like, here's how that's built into our system is and and maybe that's what you're talking about like there's a fine line of saying like we need to understand how we have created systems with this built in mm-hmm. versus the teacher coming in and saying like we need to topple this system like it's right. different from me saying like it's problematic that we built it this way what changes might you think we could make right, right. like let's think about this versus me saying we need to start by toppling the system and then right okay we, yeah. we need to destroy everything destroy everything Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Uh, but yeah. Okay. And we can we can let that one sit for now. Okay. <laughs> okay. I I think it's important because I think I think a lot of conservative people ultimately one of the things that they are concerned about is the idea the idea that we teach the conflict. Mm-hmm. But I think that oftentimes the their response to that is to um try to pretend like there is no conflict. Yeah. Which is it's a it's a tough needle to thread. And somehow you have to teach like here's where the conflict comes from. Sure. Like here's And here where and here is where it still exists. Exactly. Exactly. But not to just be like, no, we don't, you know, we don't want to teach our kids to be racist, so we can't teach them about racism. That's ridiculous. Like And uh, that's the opposite effect. Right. Yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Dumb. It's like, I don't want my kid to be, you know, like a drug addict. So we're just gonna not teach him about. Don't drugs. talk about drugs. We don't talk about drugs. That's a great idea. Just say no. <laughs> that worked. That's what a whole a horrible, topic. <laughs> what a horrible program. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Moving okay. on. So math standards came up recently, and this yay maths. This was super interesting to me because. The immediate headlines I even sent to you and I was like, what in the world are they trying to do? Because it was like, like specifically trying to wedge in like um, something about indigenous peoples right into like learning addition or whatever. Like I'm simplifying it, yeah, but you I'm know, like, to, it was like, it was like, it was so, it was, it, it seemed super ridiculous how those headlines came out initially. Sure. How like whatever like we're gonna have to talk about racism in math class like that's not what was no <laughs> but it's like not the idea but the way it was being talked about initially was like it sounded crazy even to me yeah yeah that so uh the math standards are just getting started yes so i'm sure there will be lots more talk about that yes um, no i don't think that we that is like a especially with things like math which is generally like agnostic (laughs) 
But you can, there are ways that you can be more inclusive in a math class. Like, let's say when you're building your um, word problems or whatever it is that you use different examples from all kinds of different cultures, but you don't have to like try to shoehorn in. Yes, I, I agree with that. Yes. But that would be, you know, like that would be, I think, something that a very strong pro CRT person would want to see. They want to see the education of racism inserted into all, you know, it needs to be everywhere. Mm. I'm just saying like that's. Yeah. A, I, what are you, are you looking for the. I was trying to find the link yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so. I went then to try to read and understand a little bit more about what's actually being talked about with the math standards. Yep. And my understanding is that students should have a cultural or students should have an understanding of cultural differences in how math is applied. Like to understand the, this group of people uses math in a different way. Mm-hmm. And this group of people uses math in a different way. And like, so how, that that was kind of my understanding in terms of like talking sure. about culture as it's connected to math. Like we don't teach it the same way um, on, you know, on a reservation, they were learning different types of application of math versus in right. this school over here, they were learning how to apply it this way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, and I think that, that was my understanding. That is where the narrative gets lost is when somebody says something like that, then, then people react to like, well, well, there's not different kinds of math. And you're like, well, yes, there isn't different kind of math. It's sort of like uh, statistics, right? So you can learn how to do statistics and statistics, the equations you use are what they are Yeah. across all. Yeah, the formula is the same. It's the same everywhere. But how you apply s- statistics yeah. depends on what you're trying to accomplish, right. what you're studying, what, I mean, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of other factors, which is sort of like the ancillary stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think people just, they just lose the, as soon as we start talking about they use math. If you just even use the phrase, they right, right, use right. math differently. That's othering right there. You're like, yeah. well, wait a minute. Like, how do they? Yeah. But two plus two is four. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right. well, yeah, right. But they <laughs> Yes. Yes. So it's not, it's not saying like that your math teacher is first going to give you a lesson on how we've been racist and then talk about two plus two. Like it's, here's how different groups of people use math differently. Right. Was my understanding. I do think though, I would be, and I don't know, I have not read the math standards. I would be interested in seeing more um, uh, integration of of a little bit of history and stuff like that. Cause like different cultures also, even though the math is the same, yeah, um, they discovered and um, okay, I want to say created, you can't create math, math isn't created, but they, but, they yeah. discovered it in different ways mm-hmm. um, at different times yeah. and like, and so it, it has unfolded. And I think that would be interesting. And that's because what I was like, understanding this to be. Right. Like, so yeah. like native, like bringing in uh, native American cultures, they used math before the pilgrims came over. Yeah. Um, and like learning more about that. Yeah. But obviously, you know, ultimately what we're trying, like, it depends on what you're trying to, this is what standards are, right? Like, do you want them to just know how to do all the rote math? Um, if we can get, if you want to get really off the rails, we can talk about the math that we teach our students right now is absolutely ridiculous in terms of like. Absolutely I ridiculous. I hope none of my kids never hear any of this because I have one that's now going to be a senior. I got a junior and a freshman. Um, basically, by the time you hit, in my opinion, by the time you hit seventh grade, you have maxed out what you will ever need. Yep. Unless you are going into a math applied Exactly. Field, yep. Which I know if you're seventh grader, you don't know that if that's where you're going to go. But I mean, once you get through algebra, man, and even that. Even some algebra is right. not um, is like, going to be this, a part of your life. Is this necessary for us? Maybe we can make a little room in the time and budget for those uh, personal finance classes. And honestly, like that we still have major universities requiring four years of math in yeah. high school. like. And not usually, every kid should be sitting through pre-calculus. Not, not every kid should be doing that. In college, like you have yeah. to do two years of math it's, in college. It's not helpful and let's spend that time elsewhere. Right. Well, a, look at that. Wow, We've solved the problem. We solved it. But uh, if you're listening, you have to do your homework and you still have to learn. I mean. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I, you're one of those parents. So I am definitely <laughs> like, I do not feel like... Um, struggling through this 
for another year. So mm-hmm. let me look at what else could be used as a math credit for college and maybe we'll look at those options. Oh, so that's that's my path right now. So I'm over it. They uh, uh, they outstripped my ability to help them years ago. So do you know why? Because, because our standards were really low when we went to school, apparently. And no, no, because in my freshman year, I took an advanced algebra class. Sure, whatever, nerdy, whatever. We learned how to program graphing calculators to do the work for us. Yeah, freshman year of high school. Nice. Did I learn a dang thing after that? No, absolutely not. No. Have I you, know how to use the calculator. Has it has it hamstrung your 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 not, not once ever because career? now I carry a phone in my pocket at all times also, if I need a calculator. Even, even then, you don't use that. No, no, I don't use those functions. Anyway, okay. But so, yay, math teachers, you're great. You're I doing, love that you love what uh, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I want to zoom out just a little bit. All right, I'm going to so, say no. <laughs> I saw this and I'm like, no. Just a little bit, no. Okay, so one thing I think is interesting that I. Honestly, and this is going to make me sound like I just am maybe a little bit clueless and uneducated, but I did not realize that the federal department of education can't really control state curriculum. Yay. I I didn't know that. Sure. Um, And so I was thinking like, okay, well, the federal government says this is the the basics and then, you know, states can add it. It's not a thing. Um, it was proposed back in like the 90s that there be a voluntary national standard mm-hmm. because we can't tell you what to do, Yep. but we want you to, to voluntarily sign on and agree to kind of a shared set, a set of standards. Um, and I think this conversation struck a chord with me and I thought it was super interesting. So we do have national standards in place in other in other ways, like for evaluations, you know, these college entrance exams and that kind of thing, like those are the same, no matter what state you're in, right? Like same requirements, um, or same expectations of you. Um, and so like, it makes sense to me that we need basic agreement on some of those things, right? Like if this is what nationally we're going to say, we're going to test you on, then we need to have some national agreement on that. Um, but this proposal to voluntarily have standards, uh, was met with all kinds of fighting, go figure, um, mostly based around history standards, um, surprise, 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 and hundreds of academics and scholars and teachers, um, proposed these, they got together, did this work, they agreed upon them. Um, but we didn't want to talk about race even back in the nineties and early two thousands, go figure, right? Like we don't want to talk about that. So anyway, it failed. My, my thought then about like when you were saying ve- way back at the very beginning was like, we want you to have equality of outcome no matter what. Like you should be learning the same thing no matter where you live. Well, I didn't say that. You did. I said equal playing field. Right. Sorry. You yes. Said equality, equality of outcome. Equal, equal playing field. But you, what, very sorry, what you, what you said yes. was we want you to be learning the same thing no matter where you, where you live. I might've said Roll something tape. like that. Roll tape. Um, and that's where I struggle with states doing this on their own, right? Like, as as we've seen all of the chaos of late with DeSantis saying X, Y, Z, like we could have a whole list, right, of the crazy mm-hmm. education things that have come out of Florida lately. Um, so if your kid is getting an education in Florida versus if your kid is getting an education in a solidly blue state, like you're going to end up with some differences, right? And that's where I struggle and I agree with what you said about local control to an extent. Like I get there should be parent involvement. There should be local teachers involved, you know, that kind of a thing. But it concerns me that there could be a difference and we're not getting the same based on where you live. Mm. Um, and so if I am just happen to be, you know, unfortunate luck of the draw born in, <laughs> in, in Florida, right. um, I am not going to necessarily have the um, the education where I'm learning about, you know, different people groups or gender or sexuality, like all of these things, right? Like I'm going to be missing out on a chunk. Um, and I don't like that. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like disparity, right? Like, and that's, and that's what like sociology is all about is like looking at the consequence of difference. And so what is the outcome there? Like, what is the consequence of having a different set of standards from one state to the next, right? Like, if I can graduate in North Dakota without having ever learned X, right? Like mm-hmm. then Minnesota is a leg up, right? Cause I, I had to graduate and I had to know that before I could graduate in Minnesota. Right. Like, so that's why we're better. 
Well, I mean, obviously Minnesota is better, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just like, what I, is the impact I, of those differences? That's, I, that's what I'm concerned about. I understand that. Uh, yeah. Uh, there, you said a lot of things there. I should have been taking more notes. Um, yeah, you should pay attention when I, I talk. I was paying right? attention, but there was so many <laughs> different things. Um, I going all the way back to the beginning of your thing about um, the voluntary standards. I would be, I would be supportive of like a voluntary program. Um, I, I think that so. Okay, oh, <laughs> I think that the idea, particularly in some groups mostly liberal groups, the idea of like states' rights gets a bad rap because it's always wrapped up around racism, right? Like, so states' rights is code word for white rights. Um, that's like, historically, that's, sure, what, you know, that yeah, people are making yeah. an argument like states. However, like there, there is a strong historical uh, case to be made that the, the way that our country was set up, our government was set up was for states' rights, not just for, um, not just because of racism. There's a very deep-seated uh, mistrust of, of being governed from something that's far away. So that was one yeah, of the main sure. problems that they had with uh, King George was that they're like, you're way over there. And you're making rules and laws, and you have no idea what it's like here. Mm -hmm. You're not connected. Now, granted, I understand that we are not living in the same time. Right. Right? Okay, yeah. so it's not as disconnected. Right. However, but like that idea that, and that is where my conservative comes, conservativism comes out, is that when in doubt, like the smaller and closer is better. Uh, the decision-making, the closest you can get to the problem is the better. Right. So we just made this whole thing about all like the local control. So I'm always going to be not always. I shouldn't say I'm always a I have I have always been default to that. So I'm not interested in the federal government uh taking over our schools. But having a national standard, like it's not a like it's not a horrible idea. Yeah. And I think that is good to point out in case anybody's listening didn't know, like for the most part, the federal government does not make school policy like they don't yeah. make uh uh choices on uh curriculums or anything like that's all state and local yeah um what they do do i said do do <laughs> um is hand out money yeah. um and it's usually to it and it's usually in it's in a response to some sort of legislative act so like we want more you know we need more math or whatever yeah so they'll allocate extra money and the school can get extra money if you do extra math stuff. So yeah. like, it's not so much like you, anyway, so just that, you know, the federal government doesn't currently control your, right. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, but that's also partly like why we, I mean, that's the system, the idea that you have states as like, they are separate entities. They are their own thing. And yeah. you're not going to always have, I, I think, mean, I you, think it also like what you said, just like, get it down to the very local level, community control, local control. And there again, like I'm concerned, right? Like well, right, you're, you, because, but, because but even the, within a state like Minnesota, if you are in a rural community, like because, because we're so politically divided based on where we live, I think that's where my problem is, right? Like because they're there, the camps are so kind of entrenched um, geographically so, like, if you live in a small rural community, you might end up with some big differences that are, you know, compared to uh, an urban environment, right? Like, because because of how we do politics here. You know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean, but I don't... I think ideally I, mean, I, I agree with you, but, I like, because of where we are, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me because it, it sets us up for such big differences in what we're learning. I... Trying to figure out how to answer that. Um, I really appreciate it when Mike is speechless. Well, I'm just trying to trying to choose my words so I don't just go like, I mean, because I could just say like, well, so what? You know, like, whatever. <laughs> so what? But I mean, like, if you, you will never be able to, so you've said a phrase that got really close to where actually was the phrase of like, you where I would say you want equal, you want equal outcomes, 
You want everybody to have the same education. You want everybody to come out in the same place. You are you are deciding, Tammy is deciding, that there is one way that is the right way. And if you're doing it that way, then that's fine. But if you're not doing it, you want the federal government to come in and tell you to do it differently. Hmm. And, and that is what I like when we get down to it, like I, I start to bristle about it. Cause like, I don't see anybody ever complaining about states' rights when it comes to California. Okay. The people who are going to complain about states' rights and how horrible it is, California can do whatever they want and they do, you know, or um, let's see, I'm trying to pick another like liberal. <laughs> we should talk or, about- or Oregon or any other like, state that is a liberal bastion of like, we have all the inclusive things and we do all the stuff and we have the admission standards and all that kind of stuff. It's great. States control over their school system is wonderful. As long as you agree with what it says or what it's doing. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that that's so much my issue of like, I just, I just don't appreciate that. So like, (laughs) Um, so even in a state like California, right? Like if you have, I don't even know what their education standards are, like whatever, say, say it's great, right? Just for, just for the sake of your argument, because you made it up, um, because you brought it up. Those kids, no matter where they are in California are going to receive the same standards of education, right? That does not mean that they're going to be at the same place when they come out of there because they're all coming from different starting points, right? Like, so but you would so, like to so even those ones out too. So no, well, I mean, ideally, Mike, ideally, we would all we would all start from the same place on the starting line. That would be ideal. It's not that's not realistic. But that's what I that's what I think I'm saying is that for education, mm-hmm. like this is one thing, one um, socialist uh, program of our government, mm-hmm. right? Like public education. And this is one space where we could say, like, it's really important, whether you live in Arkansas or Maine, that you learn about this, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that's not going to mean that you graduate and you are at the same starting line for the rest of your race, right? But you learned, you both learned the importance of this piece, whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not, I'm not I, saying I do, like, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with like your, your outcome argument. I'm just saying that I, even, remember when we talked about my pyramid of government, <laughs> like <laughs> I want, you want the, communism I want the federal the government level. to be as small as possible. Yeah. And as you work your way down and the closer you get, the more involved you can be to the point where if you're talking about my my own property. I'm a so, I'm a socialist. You need a yeah. shovel. I have a shovel. You can have a shovel. You're a communist, but, Mike. Not ah, a socialist. it's communist. Yeah. Um, part of that reason is that those systems, those socialist and communist systems, only work in voluntary small settings. Mm. The larger they get, the it they don't work. They fall apart. They're too complicated. What they get corrupt, just like everything else. Whatever it is. And so when you're talking about education as being one of the socialist things, <laughs> socialist things, yeah, that we do, again, I don't want to send this up the chain to a larger, farther away, less connected entity. I would much rather have it stay, and I know we're going to have disparities, yeah. but like that's your... That is the bargain that we're we're getting, because um, like let's just say for instance, you you, uh, twenty twenty four, the Republicans run the table, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they control both the the Congress and the House of Representatives, Senate and House of Representatives, um, and. Now they're in control of the federal standards and they decide to just delete all kinds of stuff that you want to have in there or add stuff that you want to have in there. You have less control over overriding then that than you do at a state level. Sure. So it that like Can I just can I I think that what you're what you're saying is um, You just sent me a thing about down, states like a whole thing about I know. Yeah. Um but I think I think that what this comes down to for me is that I don't like that we've politicized education. Oh, well, that's fair. I, we can agree I think on that's that. what it comes down to. Like, because based sure. on politics, you're going to get a different, you're going to get different standards or whatever. And like, yeah, whoever is in control at the federal level would be the one like, or right. at the state level, right at the Ron state DeSantis, level, right? whatever. 
um, or at the local level, whoever yep. is politically dominant there. And I think that's what I hate because I feel like education for me is one of those things that should not be politicized. Education should be education, education. Like it should just be, this is what is important. This is what our kids need to learn to have a better future for our country, right? Like to set us up for more, whatever. Mm-hmm. That I think, I think you just helped me get, get all the way boiled down. <laughs> this is why I have a problem. I really appreciate that. And I totally agree with you at that level. But that is how it has been. I know. Suck it, Mike. I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) It will be forever. So that's where I think that coming back to like what they tried to do in the late 90s, whatever, this nationally like voluntarily agreed upon, I think that's the route maybe. I think I'm I'm okay with that one. But you'd probably get a whole lot of pushback because now like it's politicized where you have academics like they're just woke, right? Like so if it was at the time, it was like scholars and academics. Yeah. Now that would probably be a political fight also. But I think that that is where it comes down to. Like, let's have an agreed upon, this is what we value in education because we care about our country, because we care about our people, yep. blah, blah, blah. And we're gonna, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. We we're care, gonna, blah, gonna, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we're going to voluntarily say we agree. All right, we better wrap it up. We should wrap it up. Okay, we solved it, I think. Yeah, we <laughs> local control. Um, it's hard to get lots of information, so don't beat yourself up (sighs) kindly and calmly talk to your local educators. And if you are interested in impacting, like actually impacting, um, education near you run for school board, join a committee, Mm -hmm. join the PTA. Yeah. Support your teachers. Also teach what you can. This is the thing. Uh, Okay. This is my last sidebar. For both sides. If you don't like what's being taught, teach it different in your home. Mm. Like you can, there is nothing that is currently, currently banned from being taught in your own home. So if you really want to hammer home uh, certain uh, areas or narratives or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like do it at home. Like it's what, what really irks me on both sides, but also particularly on conservative sides is uh, this this like almost despair of like, well, if, oh, yeah. if it's, if they're teaching that in the public school, we're going to hell. Well, <laughs> no, just that like, there's no alternative. Yeah. There is no alternative information that your kids could possibly intake no. anywhere else yeah. where you can talk about this. And I think that that's some of the best parenting um, experiences that I have had mm-hmm. is just continuing to have conversations sometimes reinforcing what they've been hearing in schools and sometimes uh calling out like hey maybe you should think about it like what about this different way or whatever it is so anyway can i I just give you a funny example yes okay so you'll appreciate this my daughters are going to gun safety class yay Mm -hmm. because they're gonna go hunting they're thinking about it okay they want the option or grandparents grandparents yeah yeah, yeah. they want the option of going hunting and I support fully, like, let's run, learn how to use guns safely. Even if you're not going to have one. Even if we're Go not going to have one. Yeah. So anyway, they came home from their first night last night. This guy, he just said, like, you probably don't even need a class if you have a dad at home. You're probably just here because your dad's going to take you hunting. You're Like, so many comments about, like, men and, like, oh, I'm surprised that there's four girls in this class. Like, they, they came home so fired up about this. Good for them. I know, because they've learned at home, like, men and women can both hunt. Men and women can both. And, like, anyway, they had a lot of interesting statements made about guns at their gun safety class last night. You're going to get me off on that rant. No, I'm just speaking to what you said. Like, continue these conversations at home. Your kids can then go into a situation where they clearly don't agree with the teacher, right? right? And they can come out and they're not going to say like, oh, I'm gay now because my teacher was gay. <laughs> like they're going to remember what you've taught them. Like <sighs> continue the conversations. Yes. Also, let's do better. <laughs> I'm not even going to. Yep. All right. Okay, let's wrap it up. Let's do it. Quick, something nice. Okay. Oh, which one? Can, mine's dumb, so I want to do it because yours is cool. Okay. All right. All right. So um, I just saw this was in, I believe, The Hill, which is mostly political. This is really great. Semi-legit <laughs> yeah. news source. But I just thought this was hilarious. So Snoop Dogg, if you don't know, 
like the rapper. Um, Snoop Dogg's staff member got a pay raise recently. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, referring to Inflation Man, recently revealed that one of his full-time, full-time yep. staff assistants uh, has had their salary bumped from $40,000 to $50,000. And their full-time job is professional blunt roller. I love this so much. I about died. Like, <laughs> so if you don't know, a blunt sometimes is referred to as a joint uh-huh. is a, a way that you would intake marijuana. Mm-hmm. And he, ha- he has on staff, which apparently- Full-time employee. Has been- um, uh, this has been confirmed by multiple different people who've hung out with him. They're mm-hmm. like, oh no, and I can't remember, I didn't write his, the, the guy's name down now, but they're like, you don't even know. And and apparently the reason he's so good is that he just has, he just knows when somebody is about to need a joint. <laughs> and so like, before they even ask for it, they just are he's like, ready. he just like, he puts it in their hand. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, wow. inflation is rough, yeah. but this guy got a pay bump and I am not uh, in any way, shape, or form um, overtly endorsing the consumption of uh, marijuana. Maybe it'll help with your stress this, about inflation. Particularly in this form. I don't understand oh, yeah, the no, smoking, smoking of it because it, no. it's just bad for it's you. Bad for you. Uh, but that there's somebody out there whose professional job, <laughs> got he got clean. He's off the streets now. He's yeah. doing this. He's pro. Yeah. Mom, he I went pro. He's a professional. Wow. Plus Can you imagine the resume like, when, you, the when you're going to you go just, for a new job? Like... <laughs> So what have you been doing for the last 10 years? Well. I'm rolling doobies. <laughs> anyway. That's great. Great. Isn't wow. that nice? That is nice. Way to take care of your people, Snoop Dogg. Wow. Okay. Mine um, is super cool. In a really small trial, and I do really feel like I need to emphasize it was a really was small trial. Was it like 10 trial. people or something? Um, it was 18. Okay. A cancer drug put all of the participants into remission. So 18 participants who had rectal cancer took part in this trial with a drug that is, of course, absurdly expensive, um, $11,000 per dose. Every three weeks for six months, they took this drug. Every single one of them at the end of this trial were free from cancer based on all available tests. So they yeah. had every variety of scan, blood test, whatever. No more cancer. Again, a very small study. Um, and we then obviously need to replicate it and expand it um, to do, you know, to get more information. Um, but this is completely unheard of and it is fantastic at i it's awesome awesome i have never um so uh we've had a few things of cancer in our family yeah um my father had cancer has cancer however i don't even know how you talk about it anymore but um but his in remission beat it whatever and i was just shocked when i had to read this multiple times and it was the first time that i ever was like that for in a long time that i was like (gasps) Like hope, like, yeah. and not that cancer is like a dread thing, just sort of like, whoa. Well, kind of. What if we, no, I mean like, yeah. I, it's not something that I'm carrying around oh, dreading yeah, yeah. all the time, yeah. um, but I'm like, man, what, we might get would there. change the world yeah. if all of a sudden, like we, like you could actually just cure it. Yeah. And a hundred percent is, is crazy. And so either something went horribly wrong or it's amazing. It, I mean, a hundred percent is unheard of in any trap. Like yeah. there's never a hundred percent. So this is like mind blowing to me. Um, but, and this was legit. Um, it wasn't like, no, in like yeah, a, no, no, like a no. Southeast Asian. No, um, it was, it was legit. <laughs> Island nation somewhere. <laughs> no, it was legit. Um, yeah, I, I just, it blew me away. Um, and that's, Awesome. Absolutely awesome. So anyway. That's nice. It is nice. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. 